Hola, mi gente. Feels so good to be back in front of the mic. There are some amazing Hella Latino episodes on the way for you and can't wait for y'all to meet more and more dope Latinos in nuestra comunidad. This week's guest is my Leo sis, Arabella Espinosa. She's a Mexican-American creative photographer based in San Jose, California. In 2018, she co-founded a creative photography agency called Weekend Creative. And to keep that weekend vibe going, she also co-created the Weekend Club, an online learning community for photographers, and co-hosts a freelancing comedy podcast called Per Our Last Email. Also, again, that weekend vibe, she co-owns a photography studio called Little Sunday Studio that is open and available to rent for the creative community. And it's also where we recorded this in-studio episode. So I hope y'all enjoy. Un abrazo. Que disfruten. set the tone for everyone listening i'm sitting in arabella's studio <laughs> her like cute little podcast studio looking at a cart of alcohol <laughs> if that doesn't describe you or me like to a t <laughs> i don't know this what does. yeah just a beautiful creative space so thank you for being here yeah no thank I'm you so it's so cool because i know you were telling me that this is the first time that it's like a live like in person i know recording which is like and this is like a new space so like you're the first one getting to record here so wow (laughs) full of first no honestly I'm just like wow I'm in a studio like later down the road I'm gonna be like damn like hello Latinos here like (laughs) first stop was here actually (laughs) okay but real quick question for you it's hello Latina or hello Latino so you know what I always say hello Latino I know I noticed that but then you're at it's an at sign, yeah. It's an at so sign. It could be, I mean, it could be both. It could be both, okay. Someone told me they say it hella Latin at. Like, they literally say that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Oh, shit. Yeah, that works. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, everyone's asked me how to pronounce it. That's a good question. Yeah. But I say hella Latino, hella mm-hmm. Latina. Mm-hmm. I usually say hella Latina for myself. Like, to describe yeah. myself, yeah. like hella Latina. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, that's what I initially thought. But then yeah. the more I listened to your podcast, I was like, oh, I think it's... Hello Latino, but maybe it just it might mean it different. Can be both. For, yeah, it, it can be, be both. It could be, it could be all. <laughs> it's so funny because I always give people option. I'm like, hello Latino, hello Latina, yeah. hello Latina. Or you can call me Jasmine, you can call me Olalis, like call me whatever you want. It's so I love funny. It. People I love like it. Too, too many options. Just tell me. <laughs> no, but I'm super excited to be here. I feel like Gabriella introduced us a long she did. time ago. Uh, yeah right how how though I'm like trying to jog my memory by the way I have a really shitty memory so like excuse me if I cannot for the life of me bring any memories but we'll yes. do our best <laughs> Gabriella introduced I know. us I can't remember what for I don't I don't remember either but I think she just thought right. we would connect right like, right? right like she just but thought I we... remember we connected and we didn't really talk at all yeah until my podcast came out yes you responded and then some of my other friends said they knew you Oh my gosh. So Richard, do you know yes, Richard and yes, Karina? Yes. Yeah. They were like, you know, Arabella? And oh. I was like, yes, I do now. <laughs> no, but I always talk about that, how Hello Latino, Hello Latina yes. brought me so many amazing people. Oh my gosh. Like it's the amazing. listeners, the guests, just anyone. I mean, I've learned so much from all these people and have made like, I mean, I think I've made virtual friends, but you know, they probably don't notice me, but like, you know, yeah. just hearing all these stories from your episodes, like... I've been like immediately looking them up on Instagram and just like checking out their work or checking out what they do. So it's so cool. And it's just a beautiful reminder that our community is popping. Like there's Mm -hmm. so many people just doing doing the work. Yeah. Doing the work like you. That's why I'm (laughs) so excited to have you. So let's start with the first question. Okay. (laughs) How do you identify and why? Um, This is a a tough question because I feel like I don't. I feel like I know and I don't know. And I feel like even just listening to your podcast, it's brought this like, um, it's kind of like, and now I'm asking myself, what I, what do I identify as? And I think for me, if I were to just like immediately answer that, I would probably say Mexican-American. Um, but then I also, I am Latina as well. And so mm-hmm. it's like, it's so, it's such a strange question, but I think at the root of me I'm definitely Mexican-American in the sense that like I 
have a lot of the cultures and traditions that like my family gave me. Um, but then I was born in America, so I have all of those traditions and cultures culture as well. So yeah, I think I, I would say that for sure. And I think like it's like for me, I've always kind of been in the middle, right? Like I wasn't too Mexican, but I wasn't too American, you know, I was different. Um, and I kind of like that. I like being different and I like kind of marrying these two worlds together and kind of creating my own space, my own little corner where I feel most me. So yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. And is that what you're an artist? I think so. Yeah. I think it's so. It's like innate, huh? Yeah. And you know, what's crazy is that like, I mean, I think growing up, especially in Mexican culture and especially like, I think, you know, we're kind of led to go to school, do the thing, get a nine to five, you know, just, just like get a job. And so like for the longest time, like I know my mom, like, and I wrestled about like, just like me being creative. And mm-hmm. I think my mom was more worried that like I wasn't going to find a job or like, you know, I was like, I want to be an artist. I want to do something like creative. And so it's funny because I actually went into San Jose State with a forensics major and a minor no in psychology. And literally like middle, like second year, second semester, I was like, this ain't it. This ain't Wait, it. Wait, second semester? So you Second you, year, second semester, second literally year. halfway through college. Halfway through college, Girl. I was like, I can't do this. And like, okay, I love forensics. Don't get me wrong. I passed that forensics intro class with flying colors because <laughs> yeah. I love true crime and I love all that stuff. But like, I can't do chemistry for shit. Like, I was just like, no, this isn't it. And it was just like, so like numbers, like science, like I just was like, I need something creative. And so the way that I made it happen was like, I changed to advertising. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like a way for me to like be creative, but still like be in an industry that like, it's, you know, like stable, stable. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I was able to like, get my mom to like second, <laughs> be okay with your me. second semester you were like oh. <laughs> like this, this, this ain't it like this really ain't it <laughs> no I feel like that's that's part of the first gen story though it's like your pull between these two worlds yes exactly and I think that's yeah again like super common I think you know and I think also like you know your parents like have their dream and like want mm-hmm. almost like sometimes put their dream onto you like yeah. my mom was very like growing up she um she wanted to be a lawyer and she was like all into you know she's top of her class and like all this stuff and she definitely wanted to do something big in that kind of area but like I I'm not you know what I mean like I'm not into that world I needed to be creative and like it took a while for me to realize that I can't be living what my mom wants me to do like I need to be happy and I need to do what what I'm passionate about you know girl Girl, it's it's a pull. It's a struggle. It's a struggle. I mean, literally, even even like our getting our first studio like in Campbell, like I think and my mom being there at the party. And I think that was her first time seeing like exactly what I was doing and being yeah. really proud and like understanding what it is that I do, which yeah. is like so crazy. You know, it takes a long time. Yeah. I mean, because they know what they know. Yeah. Doctor, lawyer. Yeah. And, you know, not even engineer. Like, well, especially like in Mexico, right? Like you like they're um, at least in Mexico, they have like these carreras like they it's like you go into electric, you go into teaching you go, yeah. like it's very specific. Like there's mm-hmm. not really a whole lot of options right. for like, you know, what kind of careers to go mm-hmm. into. So I think that's kind of where that was born. You know, it's interesting. I don't know if this has anything to do with it. I don't know if this is like the American side of us. Sure. But I was watching. Bear with me, okay? Okay. (laughs) I was watching Crazy Rich Asians. Great movie. Wait, I need to watch that. I need to watch it. it. No, I haven't watched it. Girl, it's so good. But I was watching this movie, right? Mm -hmm. And they're they're also first gen, you know, Asian Americans. Mm -hmm. And when they go to, I think it was, oh, I can't remember it. They go to visit family. Singapore, I think it's okay, Singapore. Okay, okay. So they go back to Singapore and they like, you know, are with their whole family. Yes. And the mom says, what do you do? She's like, oh, I'm a teacher because I love, it's my passion. Yeah. Something like that along those lines. And she goes, Americans and their passions. <gasps> and she just kind of says that. And I can feel that judgment. Yes. And I'm uh, like, wow. Like that. this is just the first gen struggle uh-huh. of like, and, you know, we can only speak for our Latino right. upbringings and our backgrounds, mm-hmm. but 
when I left my nine to five, my mom was like, why? Uh-huh. Why would you do that? Why would you leave stability? Why would you leave your salary? Why uh-huh. would you? And then I got so much of that fear yes. instilled in me. And it made me made me think for a minute because I'm like, this is the problem is like, do I feel selfish now that I ha- I'm leaving selfishly? Like I'm leaving a nine to five yeah. while my parents struggle to get a job. Yeah. So I thought about that, but then I thought about it the other way and I'm like, this is why they came here. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Right? And I literally, I, I swear, I have to remind my mom and I'm like, you came here and you made all this effort and had all these struggles, not to mention being a single mom, mm-hmm. like, you know, for, and she even told me, you know, we had a conversation over the past weekend. I, I had to ask oh. her, her her whole story of coming over here, which I'd love to talk about, but. Um, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> But like she, you know, she like came here because she knew that there was no way that she was going to give the best life possible for her kids, like, mm-hmm. you know, being in Mexico. And like, mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, sometimes now, now I think there's a struggle of like, ah, pues, you know, tú te aprovechas de todo. And like, there's this like, you know, like mom, you yes. know, like kids. No one, no one's going to keep it more real than a Latina mom. Literally. I'll tell you Literally. right now. They're the sweetest. But they'll also tell you, like, they'll tell you how it is. Like, uh-huh. this is what it is. Exactly. And the exactly. most, I don't know about your mom, but my mom does it in such a sweet way. Like, she'll be like, your skin's, like, not great right now. <laughs> or, seven skin? Like, we need to get you some new joyeria. Like, like, she says it in a way that's so sweet, but it's like, I know you're judging. Like, I know you're judging me right now. My mom's not sweet, but she's not, like, mean. <laughs> but she'll just be like, esas greñas? Like... <laughs> She she does like, not sugarcoat, yes. and then she'll be like, oh, pues, you know, like, cepillate uh, el pelo or like, yeah. cambiate tu ropa, whatever. Like, <laughs> oh my! But you like, like it keeps me accountable. That's why all yes. my friends now are so real with me. Like, I need blunt people because that's how I grew up with my mom. Like, yeah. sweet, but also like, <laughs> you're gonna wear that outside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah. I mean, it is like it is this thing of like. You know, they came here and they had all these struggles and like, that's the point, you know, they have given us the opportunity to select what we want to do versus sticking to a job Mm -hmm. that is just purely financial. That's that's not fun. Mm -hmm. That's what they did. They worked a job because it was stability, because it would bring like Mm -hmm. money and food to the table, like. At the, at the end of the day, like, we don't want to repeat those cycles. No. Like, we want to create no. our own No, we path. want to forge our own path. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That part. Well, so. you touched on it a little bit. But yes. how did your mom, how did you, let's go everything. back to your immigration. <laughs> I know, like, everything. But going back to your immigration or your mom's immigration uh-huh. story. Yeah. I would love to know that story and then dive d- deep into your, your story. Yeah, yeah. So I had to ask her this, <laughs> you know, in the co- past couple of days because I knew bits and pieces, but, you know. Again, I have a really bad memory, so I had to like, I had to sit down and have her tell me, and it was like yeah. such a cute like bonding experience. I think yeah. just to kind of like, just and I started asking her more questions as like I kept you know figuring out it's her so story. It's right? so interesting. Yeah. So my mom, she's one of nine, so um, she's from Chihuahua, Mexico, mm. and um, you know they weren't they didn't have like much. They're poor, um, but they made it work and the thing she wanted to come across is that like, you know, they might not have had much, but they had like what they needed, which was, you know, a roof over their heads, family, Mm -hmm. which is most important, um, food, you know, and like, she was telling me, she's like, I had a great life. I had good childhood, like, you know, um, but, uh, she was at the top of her class, you know, she's, Mm -hmm. she is like such a go-getter and I feel like it's, it's interesting is that like I'm seeing a lot more of her and me now that I'm, you know, yeah. doing my business and like all that stuff. But yeah, so interesting. You don't put those two and two together until it happens. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. And so then she I think she was like uh, 16 or 17. And like some of her one of her brothers was already here in the States. Mm-hmm. And he had kind of asked her like, hey, like, would you want to come to the States? Would you want to come to America? Um, and like help me take care of my kids um and so she was like yeah that sounds good you know like okay (laughs) so why not (laughs) why not yeah exactly and she was just like the plan was really just to come for a year and that was it and so oh and actually I guess I should backtrack a little the reason that she so she was like in 
ninth grade and she um her mom my grandma got sick and so she dropped out of school to kind of care for her Mm. and then she went back to school and then that's when my brother asked her like hey like do you want to come and so yeah she was like okay you know plan was only to stay there for a little bit and then come back you know I think and I I kind of asked her too I was like what was like the reason for like coming besides just like you know like why would you leave what yeah why would you leave like what you know and I even asked her too I was like like did you guys ever like think about like or was it ever talked about in, in your family like about the American dream and like all this stuff and she was like honestly no it was never really presented to me like that but it was very common that a lot of people from Mexico would go over to kind of like work make money ahorrar you know save and bring it back and like you know do something with it in Mexico and so so anyway so she went well, she, first she had to get like, you know, her visa, her permiso and like all this stuff, which oh, is like so different. It. She got all of it. Yeah. yeah. So she actually she was too scared to go by Coyote, which I actually just recently found out through one of your episodes about what that was like. Oh, really? And my aunt, she I have to ask her about it. My aunt <laughs> did actually come through Coyote. It's so common. But, you know, like some of our family members just don't talk. No, they're like, they're no, full of secrets. A hundred percent. And I like, I want to ask her about it. Cause yeah. I'm like, and I asked my mom, I was like, what does it mean to like come through a coyote? Like what, yeah, like yeah. how she's like, sometimes it's, you know, through like by Rio. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. like, you know, El Cerro, which is like going through the mountains or the hills or whatever, like yeah. some treacherous like adventure. I don't know. Some treacherous adventure. Some crazy thing, yeah. but she was too scared for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was like, I'm just going to like go and ask for it, get my passport and see if they'll give me the permiso. And they denied her a couple times, um, which sucked, but she had gotten her passport. So that was good. Mm -hmm. It was just like, she needed the permiso. And basically, uh, her uncle was like, let's go. Like we can just pass. Who cares? Like, cause I guess it was a lot more lax back then. Like you could actually like go through. What time frame was this? This was like 19, like I don't know, like 1980s. 80s? Yeah, 1990s. Oh. I think 1990. Oh, something like that. Yeah. Um, it was a few years before I was born. Okay. Um, but she, yeah, so, she, you know, it was very lax. So he was just like, ah, like if they don't, let's go yeah. one more time. Let's try it. And if they don't give it to you, we'll just cross. Like, who cares? Yeah. And they went and she got it. And like the reason that she got it, because she was like this like 18 year old. Like, oh, so wow. she looked young, you know, to wow. the people when mm-hmm. she's asking the permiso. And, um, and the only reason they gave it to her, I think, was because of my uncle being there, like mm-hmm. being there as an adult, like kind of telling. Right. You know. Right. So, yeah, she came over and, you know, uh, she helped, you know, raise my cousins and wow. um, then started working, cleaning, which is kind of very typical. Yeah. My mom cleaning. did that too. Yep. And then she got into like some company, like electronics or whatever, like some oh. electric parts. And that's where she met my dad. And then I was born. Like cute. Yeah. <laughs> so my mom was like really young when she had me. She was 20. Okay. Um, can you, can we talk about that for a second? Cause dude, can you imagine, can you imagine no, being a mom? No, I'm 27 right now. And I literally cannot even, I can barely take care of myself. Literally. Literally. I yeah, can't imagine. Yeah. And I'm just like. Am I weak? I like, know, right? I'm like, damn, like, I kind of feel like, <laughs> I don't feel madura. Yeah, I'm not a single my mom. Yeah. <laughs> so, I yeah. don't know. It's so crazy to think about. And I'm like, damn, that's, that's right. insane. Um, but that's kind of what happened. And she was. And you were born in where? I was born in San Jose, California. Yeah, <gasps> here. Oh mm-hmm. So your mom went from like. Mexico. Did yeah, she come Chihuahua, from like Mexico. Tijuana? She came she from up? no, she came from um El Paso through El Paso, <gasps> Texas, oh. and then um and then just traveled or yeah. like uh took a plane, flew. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you were born in San Jose. So I was born in San Jose, California. Yeah. And you've been right here, here ever since. I've been here ever since. Yeah, it's insane. Girl. But let's I talk know. about your childhood. So in San Jose, I I feel like I. I lived here for seven years, so I don't feel like I know I know a different side of San Jose. Yes. As opposed to someone who was born and raised here. Yeah. 
So I'd love to know how is it like for you growing up Mexican American in yes. San Jose, California? Yeah. So I lived in uh I still live in East Side San Jose. Mm-hmm. So we actually only moved once. So where I was born, there was like these apartment complexes. Yeah. And we literally moved once and it was across the street. I <laughs> to love a it. Duplex. I love it. You know, okay, that's so funny because my parents did the same thing back home. We lived in this little cottage uh-huh. and then we moved to the house in front of the cottage. Yep. <laughs> Like we just like lo más fácil, uh-huh, you know. Like uh-huh. that's what we're I, I have for. this like vivid memory of us like moving the couch <laughs> across the street, like just like carrying it. <laughs> oh, so funny. like even to this day, it's on the same property too. Yeah. So there's like a gate around it. the cottage <laughs> and the other house. So it's just so funny. And my cousin moved in, so now it's oh like gosh. a whole family Amazing. lot. But Amazing. it's just funny, like lo más fácil. I know, seriously, and I mean, it just like it was what we could afford. You know, my mom didn't have yeah. much, so like. Um, so she basically lived with, you know, uh, a few aunts and then, or her sisters, some of my aunts and yeah. And so then they moved to the duplex, but, um, growing up it was, I mean, I had, I feel like I had a, I had a great childhood. Like I loved, Mm -hmm. I loved how I grew up very like kind of innocent. And like, I think being in the East side, it's predominantly Hispanic. Mm -hmm. So like, it just kind of felt like, I mean, you know, like at home yeah like home like normal and people spoke both you know spanish or spanglish (laughs) um shout out (laughs) i know seriously um so it it was nothing yeah i mean like i i loved my neighborhood and you know i had friends and stuff but like it was very obvious to me like i think as i started growing up um how you know there was gangs especially when i was younger i think there was gangs but like you know it's actually kind of interesting because like where we live, there's like our street and then there's like a main street. Yeah. And then you know how the same street crosses and it's like, mm-hmm. like, for example, like my street is called Virginia and there's the main street and then you cross over and it's still Virginia, but it's just on the other side. Right. Always, always. we I would notice uh, police cars always driving into the other side. And so like never to th- yeah. towards our street, yeah. but it, it was just like so strange. And then I realized I was like, wow, there's like a lot of activity like over here. But, but like to like, me, totally like I totally don't realize. Yeah. And like I was a kid. So like, you know, we would like stay out until like the sun would, you know, go down. Right. We were like wild kids. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, But what was interesting was that like, and I say this to like to this day. So like when I grew up, Spanish was my first language. Mm-hmm. And when I went to kindergarten, it was all English. And I remember struggling yeah. so much. And it's not yeah. like my like my mom could help me, but like, you know, it just it was tough. And and then from there on out after kindergarten, it was uh bilingual. So like I learned oh, everything in English school. and Spanish. Mm-hmm. I know. Oh. I was really lucky. I really love the school that I went to because yeah. Um, I moved schools once, but I just love that I was learning both languages at the same time. I love so it, I it love made it. me, and it made me keep my Spanish, you know, really well for a long time. Now I feel like I kind of lose it yeah. here and there, but, um, but yeah, but what was interesting about like growing up, like my childhood was that like, I didn't learn, you know, American culture until like way later. So like, mm-hmm. even to this day, there's some like musicians that I don't like know of that. or, and I was like, girl, I like grew up with Selena yeah. and, you know, Mana and yes. Juanes. Juanes. <laughs> yeah. Like all these people that yeah. like, and you know, like I only like, like a few years ago, I learned it. of David Bowie or like all these like famous yeah. like musicians yeah. or like even, you know, like I grew up on telenovelas and, and so like, very different yep. so like when people you know are i'm are surprised that i don't know of a certain thing i'm like oh like I, all i grew up was with my what my mom was playing that around the house so and- <laughs> crazy i was literally having this discussion with my friend and talking about she's hawaiian carly uh-huh. and we we're having this discussion because she grew up in hawaii which is a state uh-huh. right but her culture is hawaiian but she's like, but even I'm a little more Americanized than other people on the island. Oh, wow. Yeah. But it's, it's just interesting because I'm like, that was your reality. Still grew up in America. Yes. I still grew up in America and had a very, very different reality. And then I just start, you know, everyone has a very different reality in America. And I'm like, do we, do we like basically like for American culture, is that to us white culture? 
Yeah. Because, you know, like you're mentioning David Bowie, but I would do the same. Yeah. I think someone on my pod like asked me that and I was like, you're right. Yeah. Like for me, American culture was always white culture. Mm -hmm. But if I think about it, I'm like, I grew up in America too. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) only until I think like maybe when I started getting into like, like late, like Right when I was like sixth grade, maybe getting to middle school is when I like was all about Britney Spears and like, you know, NSYNC and Backstreet Boys or like all this yeah. stuff where I really just started getting more into American culture. Um, it's so weird. It's so fascinating. But um, it's so weird. I remember too. Funny memory because you mentioned Britney Spears. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was a big fan of Britney Spears as a kid because I grew up with older siblings. So they would listen to their God, pop yep. American mm-hmm. music like my sister's. <laughs> And I don't know why I was such a big fan of Britney Spears and all her music. I remember when she shaved her head. Oh, my my dad threw away all her CDs that I had collected. (laughs) He was like, no, that's a bad influence. It's just so funny. But even I can't imagine, you know. Yeah. And you grow up on the east side of San Jose. Oh, yeah. So it's like. So I'm around like it's like a little Mexico, basically. Like when did you like. Did you ever move out of Eastside or like no. when was the moment where you were like, oh, shit, there's, oh, a, whole there's a whole different. Well, world. it was third grade because that's when I moved schools. So oh. the thing that happened was I went to a school that was like literally walking distance from my house yeah. or, you know, um, our apartments in the Eastside. And one of our aunts, one of my aunts who um, lived nearby was the one who picked me up. So here's a here's a thing that I also like that's oh, okay. a very common theme in in you know, uh, I think Mexican parents and Mexican families, um, is that like, you know, our, our, our parents work all the time, a Mm -hmm. lot. And so my mom would have crazy hours. Like she'd get in at seven, 8am and like come home like six, Mm seven. And so my aunt was the one who would pick me up from school, Mm -hmm. take me home. Um, and really a community raised us. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, seriously. Um, and so she moved to Fresno. And so then, uh, that's when we had to figure out like, okay, who's going to like, you know, at that point, like my brother too. And like, um, so I'm the oldest. And so then how many siblings? Yeah. Right. Oh, just, uh, just my brother. Oh, just your brother. Yeah. Although I do have like several half sisters all from different moms. So we could get into that. Yeah. Let's get into that. (laughs) Cheese it. Cheese it. Um, but yeah. So then like we moved schools, um, because uh, there was a family friend aunt that lived okay. nearby in the west side of San Jose, and west side oh. is like where Valley Fair is, Campbell, and like you know oh. uh, just a whole different yeah yeah, yeah. you know nice. world. And so that's when I was like, oh okay, like this is. I think that's when I I realized, and thankfully, like you know, most of the people that I grew up with, even classmates and stuff, like it's mm-hmm. all been pretty diverse, right? But. I think it got it became more diverse when I moved schools. Wow. And yeah, and I met my best friend in third grade. So that was that was great. I'm glad Aww. that I moved. Yeah. <laughs> um and you're still best friends today. We're still best friends ah, today. Yeah. I love yeah, stories like third that. grade. I know, it's so crazy. Um, but wow. yeah, and so then I mean that's that was like that was it. So like I would our family, you know, she was like a family friend. Um, and she'd pick us up from school. And I remember, I vividly remember like growing up and of course, you know, um, with my mom, like her permiso, her permiso like expired, her visa expired, you know? Mm -hmm. So at that point, I think we were already like, she was very, very careful. Um, you know, as one has to, as one has to be Mm -hmm. when you don't have papers. And so, um, yeah. And I remember also like at school, you know, I, it started clicking to me that, like, why are all the kids being, like, picked up at, after school, like, by their moms at 3 p.m., like, mm-hmm. or whatever it was. And, like, both me and my brother had to stay in, like, the after school program mm-hmm. and, like, just, like, all these things that I just started, like, thinking about. And I'm like, man, this is, like, this is a difference of, like, you know, what my mom had to go through versus, mm-hmm. like, other kids, you know, that yeah. didn't experience that. Right. No, it's so crazy. I, I mean, I remember the same when I was a kid. My brothers mm-hmm. would drop me off at school. Mm-hmm. like Being on the know, reduced lunch plan. Reduced like, lunch plan. Holla. I yep. never paid for food. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, our government, thank you. 
Um, no, I mean, that's that was my childhood. It was like food stamps and WIC and reduce, you know, mm-hmm. free reduced mm-hmm. lunch. And yeah, it was just like a whole lifestyle that was yeah. so different. And I remember, like, I think I was, as a kid, I was, I, I not that I resented my mom for that because it wasn't her fault, mm-hmm. but I just, I was jealous of like other kids that like, you know, got to be picked up like earlier and like mm-hmm. got to be with their parents or mom or, you know, and like at that time too, like my dad had just left the picture. And so like, that was a whole thing. Oh, how you know, old were you? I was 10, 11 and my brother was five, six. Wow. So that was a pretty, a pretty tough thing. But I think if anything, like it made me feel more empowered Mm-hmm. by the fact that like I saw my mom even though I saw her struggle a lot I yeah. like also saw her like come out on top mm-hmm. you know raising us independently yeah um there was tough times though you know there was times where like you know in the beginning I remember she was telling me uh when I asked her about her story she was like there was some time like when you were born like I didn't even have like money for pampers there and she was like I vividly remember like I had ten dollars for diapers and I lost those $10. Like, they were in, like, a dresser or something. And I remember th- in that moment saying, like, I don't ever want to be in this position again where yeah. I can't provide for my kids. Mm. And that was, like, her motivation. It has been her motivation, I think, ever since. So, yeah. It's very yeah. survival mode. Mm-hmm. It is very survival mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, over time, I think I just was, like, you know what? This is just how it is. Like, we didn't get to travel. We didn't get to go places because Girl. you got to be careful, you know? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. At one so. point, we used to literally my first time on a plane. I was, I was eighteen years old. Oh my god! I was terrified. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> but then I loved it. I was like, oh, people do this. Like yeah. they really do this. But my parents, I mean, there was seven of us. Too many people. But we used to drive everywhere. <laughs> so we had family in Arkansas and Texas. Uh-huh. Oh wow! And we would do road trips. Oh my gosh! For like days. <laughs> Oh my gosh. With like all of us in the car would be like, oh, bring a friend, bring this, bring some friends from church. Yeah, like yeah. it was like, it was just this whole bonding experience. Wow. And I'm like, we wouldn't have had this experience in a car. So I'm like, I, I traveled around the US, but like internationally, no, never. No. And my yeah. parents still, they still can't go international. Yeah. And so, you know, you think about those things and it's yeah. just like, I have, they really gave me this blessing. Yeah, they really did. Okay. So I have a question for you. Yes. when choosing your career path we talked a little bit about it but when did you decide like I want to be an entrepreneur like I I want to go this route honestly I had never thought about it oh ever I never expected this to happen uh one we're we're gonna move into our coffee seat then cheese because I think this is the right time (laughs) but I'm just like I there's so many questions I want to ask about where you're at now because what I know of you now yeah. It's just like you're this successful, creative <laughs> entrepreneur. I'm just like, Arabella is so cool. And she's so young and she has something so like it's just really empowering. And I admire you so much. Aww, and it's, it inspires you. me because I'm like, I just want to know her dream. Like, you know, like you are really inspiring. And that's Thank what I know you. of you right now. And I'm like, there's probably so much that happened yeah. in between yeah. college and now. I mean, I mean, it even goes back to that. But I'll just briefly say, like, I, I remember... And it was because of those after school programs that I got so such a wide variety of like uh, interests that I like figured out that I loved, which was dance, music, mm-hmm. you know, and photography. There was this one class that I took in an after school program that was like about Polaroids. And ever since that moment, that was like, I think, fourth grade. I was like, I love this. I love yeah. cameras. And so I begged my mom. Since to fourth get, grade? Since fourth grade. I love I begged it. my mom to get me a camera. So I had one in middle school. Okay and uh upgraded over time and all this stuff and I remember like it really again like and I loved hearing um Rocio's uh podcast episode because it like I had such a very similar uh way of how it came about where like photography was more of a passion I enjoyed it and I really Mm -hmm. liked photographing other people Mm -hmm. and funny story in high school like I actually started like the way that I got into photography was that I started photographing myself I would do self-portraits And I need to see these. <laughs> oh my gosh, they're so bad. <laughs> Look at them and I cringe. But they're like, but hung that up was on like, you know, I didn't have anyone else at the time. So I was like, let me just photograph myself and like yeah. figure out how to do, how to work this camera, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so 
Um, but I remember what's funny is that I remember in high school, someone made a comment because I would post all these self-portraits, you know, because I thought it was art, you know, it was art. Yeah. And <laughs> someone made a, a silly comment that was like, wow, you're like so conceited. And I remember in that moment, I was like, I'm never photographing myself again. And I started photographing other people. So like for the longest time, oh. I was like, I want to be like behind the camera. I don't even want to be in front of it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And but I mean, I still loved it. I still continued it and through yeah. college. And I think in college was when it became more serious where I was like, at that point, I was still like, you know, um, kind of telling people like, no, don't pay me. Like, I want to do this. Like, it's for fun. You know, I enjoy it. But then it got to a point where someone was like, no, like this, this deserves, yeah. you know, you deserve to be compensated and like, this is your time and your expertise. And I was like, okay. What? <laughs> You were like, wait, I can make money like this? I know. <laughs> and so then it just kind of went through this whole thing. And um, and then I met my business partner in school at San Jose State. Wow. We took a photography, a studio photography class. And we just quickly became friends. Yeah. Um, she was working for this really cool um, arts and culture magazine called Content uh, mm -hmm. Magazine. And she roped me in. And, and we just started working together through the magazine oh on God. like fashion editorials, which is like so different wait, from what we so do now. Wait, that's so cute. Yeah. And it was cool because, you know, she was like the stylist and the, the art director while I was the photographer editor. Um, that's so cool. And I think that's how like it naturally just like we just kind of knew what our roles were without knowing them, if that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah. And so, so then one day you guys were like, let's do something. Well, so here's the thing. So like when we were in, in the magazine and I don't know if maybe you've dealt with this before, but when you work for someone else, it's you know, you have to kind of abide by their, yeah. their ideas, their, their yeah. dream and their thing. And, yeah. you know, you don't get to be creative because it's not your baby. It limits your creativity. It limit, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so we were kind of just like, man, like we want to do something for ourselves. And, uh, we just were like, like, why not? Like, yeah. so we joked about it for two years, two years. <laughs> And suddenly we're like, all right, let's just do it. Like, let's let's figure out what do we need to do. Yeah. So we reached out to this um, ice cream company. I don't know if you're if you know it, but it's uh, it's it ice cream. Yes, it's like the yes. ice cream sandwiches. Yeah, we reached out to them and we were like, hey, can you give us free ice cream and we'll um, take your photo, take you know your photos, uh, take just photos like of them. Just yeah, like just that. Yeah, just like that. Literally through <laughs> their like uh, contact form on their oh like old God. ass website. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> and they responded back and we were just like so shocked we were just like what like wow and then it turned into them like being like oh actually we want to pay you because like we want these other certain things and we're like okay i guess this i guess we're gonna be a business like we're taking money from people now so yes. that's how that ball started rolling and yeah honestly i, I never anticipated owning so my own business just from that ice cream shoot just you from that ice cream shoot creative mm-hmm Wow. So Weekend Creative. Shout out like... to Weekend Creative, though. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Beautiful, beautiful photography. And it's all product. It's all product. Yeah. So we, which is like weird. We never set out to do product, but it just happened. It so happened like that naturally. it all naturally fell. And like even our roles, like kind of just like, wow. yeah. And I feel so... like that's how you know, like that's such a good sign of like you're on the right path. Yeah. It just naturally falls together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. And so it was really cool. And I, I mean, like, I honestly like, there's no way that I would have been able to do anything like this without my partner. Like, yeah. like I need her and she needs me. Ellie, like, right? in this, Yeah, Ellie. Shout out to Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's amazing and I love her. And yeah, I mean, it's been incredible just to see like how it's all grown. Like even just getting our first studio and yeah. now this, now we're in our second studio. And it's um, a beautiful studio, uh, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute. But I was thinking about this as I was trying to come up with like, I have so many curiosities, right? And like you covered a lot of them. But one of the things I wrote down, I have to read this to you because it's so funny. But I wrote down, I'm like, studio, photography, looking creative, per our last email podcast. How do you do it all? Like, I I'm just like, oh my God. And I'm sure you do so much more. But this is what I see. And I'm already like, this girl does so much. It's, it's kind of insane. It, and honestly, it's all stemmed from the same like focus of like, making art creating work mm -hmm. and inspiring others to do the same so like a mm -hmm. lot of what we do you know even in the beginning of our journey of starting a business like 
we had this blog and we just documented our journey, what we were learning, all this stuff. And we were like, well, we couldn't find it for ourselves. Like photography education yep. of this kind of style and like creativity. Yeah. So we're like, why not just do it ourselves? And so wow. that's kind of where like our educational mission kind of took off. And, and you know, our podcast for our last emails, um, a freelancing comedy podcast where we yeah. kind of like, it's kind of like after hours, like cocktails yeah. involved yeah. and she we share stories. cocktails, y'all. <laughs> I can vouch for that now. <laughs> and we share, um, you know, stories by other freelancers because, yeah. you know, we're like, we don't want to feel alone because sometimes, you know, as a, if you are a freelancer, sometimes you might, you might be solo, you, you know, you might not have a partner like I do. And I'm, I'm like also curious how many Latina like freelancers there are. Honestly, like, I feel like there's been a much more like an increase. I've seen so many more. I have, I've seen that. I've seen that on my pod too. I'm like so many entrepreneurs and I was, this has come up so many times in all my episodes and you probably heard it, how that entrepreneurial spirit is so ingrained in us because that's how our families survived. Yes. Yeah, right? exactly. 100%. So it's like, it's natural. Like mm-hmm. we, we naturally embrace this because we're hella resilient by yeah. blood. Like yeah. it's like passed down into us. Oh, 100%. And I think like that was something too that I saw as I grew up with like seeing my mom just like really like own her independence mm-hmm. and like, And I think that's like, honestly, like where, like I got my business, you know, the business side Mm -hmm. of like the spirit that I didn't even know I had. Yeah. Um, Because like, even as she was, um, you know, here in the States and I was growing up, like she has been with the company that she's at for 25 years. She Mm -hmm. started at the very bottom Mm -hmm. and is literally all the way at the top, like right underneath the owner. And so like, you know, she's like made like she's done so well for herself and like yeah. she's good with finances and like all this stuff where Why i'm like girl moms like my mom moms too crazy. and she's like you should learn yeah i was like <laughs> I, know. I know i know i know and so like now i'm like again like with this whole business it's like wow i like see a lot of like that drive and the passion yeah. and like it's funny because i think like i, I kind of think even saying like and I don't know, we didn't talk about this before, but I kind of wanted to mention it because I think it's so interesting. Like <laughs> me going into this like business is like kind of so like uh, different from what you'd expect like a Mexican woman to like do, you know, like Mexican women are kind of seen as this like, you know, stay at home, like, or like, you know, cleaning mm-hmm. and cooking. Girl, I don't clean. I don't cook. I. <laughs> Why did you just remind me of that WAP song? <laughs> Girl, I hate cleaning. I I am not by any means like anyone that like like I'm so non like stereotypical. Of, like, yeah, I'm non domestic yeah. as far as what a you know Mexican woman should or shouldn't do or whatever. The stereotypes. The stereotypes. The stereotypes yeah. And it's crazy. And then I you know we're out here like all of us doing our own thing and like yeah. being boss ladies. You know, being just boss like ladies, yeah. literally. So and I, I, I have such a strong belief that all of that is just, again, so innate in us. And like my mom, although I grew up with both my parents together, my yeah. mom was a single mom and she still has like, I mean, she was a single mother for like years before she even met my dad. So I think that naturally yeah. comes, it's natural to her. Yeah. And she's a Capricorn. So <laughs> there's that. Is your mom a Capricorn? Wait, too? what? When's your birthday? January 11th. <gasps> oh my up. gosh. 12th. <gasps> yes! Oh my god! Leos. Wait, we're Leos. Wow. Oh my god, we're that makes Leos so much sense. With Capricorn mother. Yes, dude. That's dude. why we like bonded. That's that's why, literally. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I know our mothers do it all though. They really do. They do, and that's the Capricorn. I think that's also Capricorn too. Yeah, because honestly. they're all about their bag. All about <laughs> it. Yes. <laughs> Where you at? But no, For like real? they're all about like their bag, but they're also hella independent. Yes, they very. Take no shit. No, like, my mom none. doesn't, and that's why I feel like I saw my mom, the way she is, and like my dad is like adding into the fun. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Although he has his, his things, but you know, like <laughs> I I saw my mom. For the strong woman she's always yes. been and she's always had to be uh-huh. even before she met my dad. Like she was a mom since she was 19 and she met my dad at like 32. Uh-huh. So like she like 20 years, oh my you know, gosh. or 20. 
whatever I can do math like 10 <laughs> more <laughs> but you know like I just think about our parents and like how innate it is to them to be entrepreneurs to be resourceful mm-hmm. to be hella resilient yes and I have a strong belief that all of that if we pay attention like all of that energy is stored in us too oh 100 percent. Like, and that's just yeah it's like yeah. we live it we breathe it I mean that's the whole point right like we we like we like want to take all the good things that we are from, are coming from our parents but then leave behind what the cycles the the the, the bad stuff that break the cycle <laughs> breaking the cycle <laughs> and yes. like move forward you know and yeah. like yeah it's 100% in us and we just have to you know we just have to find it and so true yeah, believe so in our true. power <laughs> girl well i think it's almost time to wrap up but <laughs> I am so happy we did this. I know. I am so happy that people could can know about Weekend Creative because when I found out about it, I was like, <laughs> there's people out here doing this? Like, I had no idea. Like, of course. Yeah. Like, right? There's people photographing the product. Yes. You just don't think yeah. about it. But I love for you to talk about how people can connect with you. And yes. then we'll move into our last portion okay. of the show. Okay. Um, well, I'm on Instagram, so I have my, my personal uh, Instagram profile and it's at Arabella Espinosa and um, you can find my business several businesses I guess and all <laughs> um, the social media pages <laughs> that she like yes. manages so our photography agency is at Weekend Creative our freelancing comedy podcast is at per our last email and our studio which hopefully we'll be able to like rent out soon including maybe like the podcast room too if any yeah, budding be here. you know <laughs> podcasters <laughs> um it's at little sunday studio oh, so yeah so cute. all like related to the weekend <laughs> yeah wait yes i didn't like not even <laughs> that's so true yeah. Sunday studio. Little I know, Sunday which studio. is kind of crazy because we were like, we picked a good name. You did. We picked a good name. You did. Good branding. Good <laughs> <Yes>. branding. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move into our closing. Mm-hmm. I We actually have stuff to have. I know. These. You guys, she we got a bar a cart right back here. <laughs> she been, still staring at it. She made me a margarita, a whole margarita. Yes. With what? What was the mix? So, I mean, like it was, so my friend like, who's in australia she ordered these like cocktail kits sent to us and like they like they're in like the major cities but it's like a margarita mix i don't know what's in it but it's a margarita (laughs) it's called the tommy's margarita so i don't i don't know what that is tommy's margarita why do they say a tommy (laughs) i'm already drunk no No, well let's do a vanindis let's close this with the vanindis and i mean i know you've heard these episodes but i would love to manifest some good Mm-hmm. for our latino community with yes. you um or our freelance community or yeah. whatever whatever you want to yeah. manifest but uh what do you want to cheers to and what do you want to manifest so uh, i want to cheers to you know seeing what this past year was really about you know family and having a support system and you know salud being grateful for our health and not taking it for granted. And, um, but I'd love to just take, you know, the lessons that we learned from this last year and move forward with it, um, into the new year. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to manifest, um, a lot of like power and creative energy. Um, yes. you know, we spent a lot of time like indoors at home. So like, yeah. you know, let's like, I want, I would love to see, just all of the creative businesses, all of the creativity like come out in this new year and it be manifested in everybody. (laughs) Yes, before we cheers, I just watched Soul. And this reminds me of Soul. Like let's not waste our time when we can Mm -hmm. be channeling all our energy, creativeness, our our you know, our own superpowers that we probably don't even know about. Exactly. Cheers to that girl. It's so good. So good. It should be a bar. Weekend bar? I know, right? Well, we thought about it. (laughs) We're like, let's open a bar called Sunday. (laughs) 
Thank y'all so much for tuning in to today's episode with Arabella. Follow her on IG at Arabella Espinosa. Find her on LinkedIn and check out her IG bio to follow her other business pages. Her our last email is guaranteed jokes and laughs and Little Sunday Studio is guaranteed aesthetics. See y'all next week for more Cafecito and Cheeseman. Connect with me on Instagram at ojasmine with four A's, Twitter at Odalis Jasmine, and find me on LinkedIn. And stick around to hear from my sponsor and partner, co-founder of Rise On, Chris Gates. Gente, what's up? This is Chris Gates. I had the pleasure of being Odalis' guest in the Cuba Through My Eyes episode of this amazing podcast. Today, I want to invite you to a free month's membership to my startup, Rise On. Founded by two first-gen Latinos, Rise On is like taking a Zumba class for your mental and emotional health. Our mission is to build humans from the inside out, and we help first-gen folks just like you to grow and to heal. So whether you're struggling with life's challenges or just thirsty for a community to help you grow, Rise On is for you. Every week, we create a space for mindful introspection in community. That's what you get when you mix mindfulness, journaling, coaching, and vulnerable conversations. It's a space to be seen authentically, to develop self-awareness and build inner skills alongside a group of inspiring peers. Our goal is to help you to tap into your own power consistently, to find perspective, clarity, and direction anytime you need it. Over the past two years, we've designed hundreds of experiences for our clients to do just this. These are entrepreneurs and young professionals who trace their roots to some 20 countries. Folks who, despite being brilliantly talented and looking like they got it all together from the outside, are working through some real life challenges. So join us. We'd like to invite every listener of this podcast to experience a Rise On membership for free for an entire month. That includes our weekly Rise On sessions, live and online, plus on-demand mindfulness content and daily community support. To activate your free month Rise On membership, visit www.riseon.life. That's R-I-S-O-N dot L-I-F-E. Rise On dot life. Mi gente, let's rise on.